Blog Talk Radio. We live! We live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. What's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? You are tuned into page one with LeVar and Mary. So glad that we could be with you on this Veterans Day, November 11th, 2022, uh, to all of those who are who served. Um, thank you for your service. Um, and I know that this day also means a lot to you personally, my dear friend who is joining me. Mary, how are you? I am good, and yes, does. Yeah, my dad is a veteran and served yes. with pride, and I, I'm part of a Navy. I'm a. I was a Navy brat, so very close to my heart. Mm-hmm. Very, very close yeah. to my heart. These guys that go out there all the time. Yeah. So to all of you who have served, thank you so much. Actually, it was something on Mon on Sunday. I was out. And um, I was at a local Portillo's here in Chicago, and um, I was headed in to eat, and out comes, I I was thinking that it was probably some sort of meeting of uh, Army Reservists. (laughs) A lot of people from the Army were coming out of Portillo's, and as I stopped, they were coming out the door. I was like, hey, guys, you know, and thanking them for their service. And they were, like, so gosh darn it, like, oh, yeah, you're welcome. And, you know, if I was there probably before then, I probably would have bought them lunch. But, uh, no, so hats off to those guys and gals that were at Portillo's on Sunday that I saw. And uh, to all of you who, you know, make that sacrifice and, you know, protect us so that we can enjoy our freedoms here abroad. So, yes. I know quite a few, and um, I will try my best today. It seems like this has been an ongoing thing for the last few weeks, and I hope it doesn't continue much more. <laughs> I have to apologize before the show uh, for how I sound. Um, been battling a little bit of – last few weeks it was a cold. This morning I woke up, and it was allergies. And I'm not sure if anybody else uh, deals with this as the weather changes. And actually, across the U.S., we are due for portions of a cold front that has dropped a lot of snow in the Dakotas. I do believe in uh, places like Fargo, uh, South Dakota, uh, they've seen upwards of almost well over um, a foot and a half of snow. And that cold front is headed through the Midwest and through the plains, actually I do have an on-the-spot uh, report from Oklahoma tonight where there was snow and sleet. So um, some snow due here in the Midwest tomorrow, hopefully not here. Uh, but wherever you're at, cold fronts are coming, and fall is making its way. Uh, I would ask how the weather is out there, but I'm pretty sure that you will say that um, it is shorts and sweatshirt weather. Oh, 
Oh, I wish it was. Yeah, I had to. T- I had to keep the heat on today. Um, it is current. Yeah, I know, right? That's what I was saying. Um, <clears throat> if we were doing Celsius, it's currently seven degrees Celsius. But for us Fahrenheit people, um, we are at. It'd be, it would be about fifty degrees, just a little under fifty degrees. Really? I'm a little shocked. Um, I would have expected probably 60s or 70s out that way, but I'm, I'm kind of shocked. <laughs> but stay warm. I'm going to double check at. my math on that one. Yeah, I'm going to uh, double check my math uh, on that one. But um, 45. <laughs> we... I was close. I was darn close. 45 degrees. Hmm. I had to kick the heat on today. I don't know. And by the way, um, Speaking of out there in Nevada, uh, word is, uh, as of an hour ago, that um, after the election cycle this week, uh, you are slated to get a new governor into office. Um, So, very interesting. Uh, (laughs) uh, The former sheriff or the sheriff of Clark County um, is... Joe Lombardo is projected to unseat the governor, Steve Sislak. So um, lots of things happening in the news. Actually, uh, ahead of uh, we will do what's happening on Twitter tonight, but one of the major things that had been going across Twitter today, um, two things actually of note. Uh, and we'll talk, like I said, a lot more later tonight of what's going on with Twitter. But for a while today, was trending, um, you know, rest of Pete Goat, and then Batman, and then a bunch of other things. And um, I was kind of wondering what had happened. And uh, the sad thing uh, that came out today was news of the passing of Kevin Conroy. Um, who bought the voice of Batman to life on the Cartoon Network. Uh, A long time um, animation fans who have watched it will know his voice. Um, Passed away at the age of 66 today. Did you ever watch Batman on Cartoon Network? No, but I watched some of the other um, things that Kevin um, actually voiced. So, like, he was in a lot of different cartoons. And yeah, it's kind of it's really sad. Uh, and then, um, kind of for you '80s people um, who um, remember uh, the comedian uh, Gallagher, who was known for smashing watermelons as part of his act, died today uh, at the age of 76. So that one I didn't know. That's sad too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Passed away this morning. Uh, he had been battling some illnesses back and forth, but uh, yeah. Um, so you know that's all I remember because it's, it's kind of like when, growing up when you used to see him, you're like just the guy that smashes stuff, and you you, mm-hmm. you, know, you probably didn't get the comedy portion of it, but you just want to see him smash a watermelon or smash something with that. <laughs> that he's that he, mallet. Yeah, he's ballot. Yeah. He just wanted to see him smash it. Like, smash the watermelon. Yeah. Oh, and it, it was so, like, for him, it was so, um, 
I was reading today some of the things online, and I guess for a lot of people it was controversial because a lot of people don't like prop comedy. Hence the reason why I think a lot of people don't like um, <laughs> uh, they don't like the other. I forgot his name, and I'm trying to think of it. I'm guessing Ildis is probably getting to me right now. Um, what's his name? Who also does prop comedy a lot? Sherrod Top. And you know, a lot of people were saying, "Ah, didn't really care for him," but. You got to give props to what he did in the 80s. And I was like, you know, he had a lot of his fans. And yeah, but no, uh, Gallagher passing away today at 76. So, yeah. It seems like every day that there's like some form of your childhood or something that kind of like changes that kind of makes you stop. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. But beyond that, though, um, we've got a little bit to talk about tonight. All the acts coming up in a couple of moments, and then we will carry back. Oh, welcome back, by the way. We missed you last week. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was much worse for wear last week. It was it was pretty bad. <laughs> so no, we are glad to have you back. Um, and we're going to talk uh, one of the story that we had last week. But we'll carry this back. An amazing story, I think, in a way which kind of could change the look of OnlyFans as it only is. Um, And then later, we'll talk a little bit about daylight saving time because we went through that this week. (sighs) Got a question for you. For a lot of people, even at this point in the week, who say that they still feel a little bit out of, (laughs) I don't know. You talk to some people and they're like, oh, you know, since we went back an hour, I kind of feel like I lost, you know, track of time or I got to make up for stuff. I'm like, but it was only one hour. How a few days later you still are feeling the effects of daylight saving time, I don't know. <laughs> I would get I, it. I if, don't feel it at all. Is, right. is that bad? So I was like, I would understand if we probably went an hour ahead, but an hour back you actually gained something, don't you? Don't you? Uh, I don't, it's done in the middle of the night, so I don't even notice. And because all of my phone, all of my clocks, except for the ones in my kitchen and the analog phone over our door, other than those, uh, other than those clocks, everything's updated automatically. So I don't even notice the time change because there's not like, oh, I'm looking at my clock and it's 8 a.m., but it's really 7. I don't even notice that until somebody else says something about it and go, oh, yeah, that's right. The clock above my door does say 8 a.m., Right. Instead of seven. Eh. All right. Time yeah. to change it. I think it's bad, all... I know, but it's digital. It's all hooked up, so. Yeah. But I was going to say, I think we're just all so out of sorts that we really don't follow time anyway anymore. A lot of people just have to know what time they got to be at work if they work, what time they get off, and what time maybe um, something that's important in their life is happening. Other than that, kid you not, today being Veterans Day, uh, in my uh, regular life where I work, I did have to work today, and talking to some of you great people out there, a few people were unaware of what today was. (laughs) And when you had to explain that the banks and post offices were not open, uh, some people were surprised, and one person who used as an excuse that with his religion, he didn't follow any holidays, 
So he didn't know what today was. (laughs) I don't know what that has to do with not knowing what today is, but I'm not surprised by anything anymore. (laughs) I can't forget what today is. Today is a very special day and has nothing to do with Veterans Day. Everybody takes the day off because it's my mom's birthday. You know what? It is it is your mom's birthday, um, and then uh, for me, there is someone special in my life whose birthday is today as well. Um, there are a lot of birthdays today on this day. Also, uh, today is my nephew's birthday. So there's there's like there's a bunch of birthdays going on today. Um, something about November 11th. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but no, it it then, something about uh, February. No, there's nothing about February. Uh, <laughs> no, that's when that's when everything happened to show up in November. I I guess. <laughs> the only thing I know about February is that uh, things before it are crazy, things during February are calm, and then things afterward go to crap. So, <laughs> i.e., I will tell you, uh, 2020, as we always say, um, and uh, as some people have noted, about the February it was fine. After February, when COVID first hit, that was when everything shut down and went crazy. And you were able to go out and enjoy everything in February. After that, that's when stuff went nuts. So I moved that we have February at least a few months out of the year. And um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but speaking of today, as we said, it's Veterans Day. There's also National Sunday Day, according to the Almanac. Tomorrow, November 12th, brings us National Chicken Soup for the Soul Day. Um, also, National French Dip Day. And tomorrow is National Pizza with the Works Except Anchovies Day. I guess if you want to be brave, you can do that. Uh, then Sunday is National Indian Pudding Day. It's also World Kindness Day. It's something that we would, should be practicing every day. But uh, November 14th, uh, Monday, it's National Family PJ Day. Uh, do you and kiddo have matching PJs? Um, Maybe. Off the top of my head, I'm going to go with no. But, I I mean, we do have matching T-shirts that we can wear for pajamas, so yes. I'm going to get you two, like, matching. I'm going to get you two matching onesies. Uh. (laughs) No. (laughs) Nope. As long as it's flannel, actually. I'm not even mad about it. Onesie with a back flap, I'm good to go. Uh, Well, you know what? I always thought about that. Um. You can't be perfect with the flap in the back. What's, what if some stuff like kind of goes south and that defeats the whole purpose of the – or what if some people have bigger things besides the flap? <laughs> I'm sitting here with a weird look on my face going, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm perfect with every flap. Thank you. The, the, the world's a little different now. Some people have some things that fit a little bit more bigger than the flap. <laughs> So, just saying. <laughs> so it doesn't even help, even with the flap in the back. So, yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, it's also National Pickle Day. I know you don't care because you don't like pickles. Uh, Correct. Nas- <laughs> National Seatbelt Day, and it is National Spicy Guacamole Day. Uh, and then on Tuesday, it brings us America Recycles Day, National Bunt Pan Day. It is National uh, Philanthropy Day, National Raisin Bran Cereal Day, and National Spicy Hermit Cookie Day. Uh, it is also National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day. Now, <laughs> I know that some jobs choose to have that one person, and it's usually some poor soul who is usually the like office secretary, clean out the refrigerator, and it brings about a ton of science experiments. Uh, <laughs> I would say, have you ever gone into your refrigerator and found something that you were surprised was still there after a little while? Okay, so yes, I have. However, I have begun uh, a habit, and luckily has turned into a habit with me that every garbage day I go through at least the the um, the refrigerator, not the refrigerator, and the freezer to just kind of clear it all out mm-hmm. and have to make decisions on everything that's in there. So it's, I touch every drawer, every bottle, and go, do I need to keep this? Can I keep this? How long can I keep this? And it takes maybe five minutes. But if it's gra- if it's crap and it's in something I can dispose of, it goes directly into the garbage and right out onto the curb. Um, if it's something that's in like a glass or Tupperware that I want to keep, I it still gets scraped directly into the garbage and out onto the curb. So it's it's an immediate. It's out of my fridge into the garbage, out on the curb, so it's not sitting smelling somewhere. And it's worked pretty well. The best sign that I ever saw in a restaurant that was taped to the refrigerator. When in doubt, throw it out. <laughs> the only go. thing that I've ever come across with that with the refrigerator in like a workplace is that somebody got very upset that their um, and this happened in my workplace. Their lunch got thrown away, and even after many notices and postings on the refrigerator it was you know get your stuff out of here label it whatever their lunch got thrown away and they're like my lunch was from today and we're like really because it looked like it had mold on it right if that's today's lunch and apparently they had yeah apparently they had melted blue cheese down so it looked gross and like a couple of ewes on that one and i'm kind of glad it got tossed but next time label you know right Especially so, if we, if you've been warned, you know that's just dumb at that point to kind of like leave your stuff in the fridge on the day of a cleaning. You know, it's no, you got warned, so who, we don't care about your lunch at that point. So um, <laughs> Wednesday brings us National Button Day. It is also International Check Your Wipers Day, National Indiana Day, and it is National Educational Support Professionals Day. Uh, it's the Wednesday of American Education Week. And it is National Fast Food Day on November 16th. Uh, next Thursday brings us National Baklava Day, National Butter Day, National Homemade Bread Day, which actually makes sense that it's actually but- bread and butter day. Uh, it is National Take a Hike Day, and then National Rural Health Day, World uh, Pancreatic Cancer Day. And it is also the Thursday before Thanksgiving is the Great American Smokeout. 
uh, on November 17th. And then to give you a heads up on next Friday, uh, the Friday before Thanksgiving, um, it is Substitute Educator Day, National Vichyshwa Day, National Princess Day, where I guess if you want to go into work with the tiara, you can. And I am a no- princess. Yeah. And November 18th is a famous uh, birthday, and it is their day. Um, let's see if I can give a hint. Um, hmm. I will spot you. Uh, <laughs> this is a little tough. Because anything I think I give, it's going to give it away. Um, I will say this. He is known for his laugh and for his ears. For his laugh and his ears? Mm Mm-hmm. If I give you the third, the only thing that's coming, the only thing that's coming to mind right now is, is, is uh, what's his name from the the PB Herman? But I know that's not it. You will notice that I did not say that it was an actual person. I stopped short. I said this. this, (laughs) um, His original name was Oswald. Like Copper Pop. Oh, I thought you would have got that. And I thought that that clue would have given it away. Um, I'm bad. I'm really bad. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna claim that I have a mental illness due leftover from being sick. I'm gonna do it in my my. Um, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going to I'm going to do this in my uh, Paul Harvey. Um, originally starting as Oswald, he got his start on film. On November eighteenth, nineteen twenty-eight. But you know him as Mickey Mouse, and now you know the rest of the story. Wait, time out. <laughs> he wasn't just Oswald. He didn't. If he started out as Oswald, that's fine. No, I wouldn't have known that one. I know. I know him as Steamboat Willie, because that's where he started out on film with Steamboat Willie. He was once a rabbit called Oswald, though. <laughs> oh. Oswald No, rabbit. I didn't know the rabbit part. The <laughs> the current... Okay, well, this is this is where we're going to... I'm really bad about this. Okay, cool. <laughs> I didn't think about going back that far, but um, Mickey Mouse, in his current form, the Mickey Mouse that we all know and love with the belts and the suspenders and the, the buttons and the two ears that always are circles no matter which way he faces. You're never mm-hmm. going to uh, you're never going to unsee that now. That Mickey Mouse started out as Steamboat Willie. So Oswald must have been morphed in morphed into Steamboat Willie. That was the mouse, not the rabbit. So oh. I did not know that. That is really there- cool. There is a very odd backstory also to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit in football. Back in 2006, um, 
Al Michaels at that time who was on ABC, uh, whose contract had not expired. Uh, when NBC was starting Sunday Night Football, they wanted his uh, services. NBC Universal at that time owned the trademark of Oswald. The Walt Disney Company acquired that trademark uh, with NBC Universal, effectively trading Oswald for the services of Al Michaels so that he could become the play-by-play announcer for Sunday Night Football. <laughs> so, yes, oh my Al Michaels will be the one to tell you that he was traded for a rabbit. <laughs> Interesting backstory, I know. Uh, I remembered that That's because at the time it was pretty funny. Uh, because everybody was like, well, what did NBC get in, you know, <laughs> what, what did they get? And they was like, well, we gave up Oswald the Rabbit, right? So that Disney would have it back again. Yeah. So that's what happened. And now, look, I feel like I should start doing rest of the story things again. I, I know that was his thing for many years, but it's so interesting, these backstories to things that have happened. Maybe once in a while I'll probably bring it on the show. But anyway. Uh, rolling along. We got a story here tonight, which was an interesting one um, that we saved for you. But this one came um, uh, how a woman reached the top 0.4% on OnlyFans after allowing followers to pretty much make every decision in her life. Um, Pretty much, uh, her name is Lori. She's from France. She joined the site a few weeks ago, and like many before, but uh, rather than just posting pictures or videos, she decided to deploy a concept never seen before in the platform. Pretty much as she told um, L.A. Uh, D. Bible, she says that she let the fans control her whole life. Every decision of my life, important or not, they will have control. It's certainly an interesting, albeit terrifying idea. And surprisingly, she's made some pretty radical decisions since handing over the keys to her life. And such as leaving her partner and quitting her internship. So how does it exactly work, you ask? Well, um, the uh, it's been posting, uh, or the uh, Parisian, uh, otherwise known as Live with Lori, has been posting polls on Telegram, which anyone can vote on freely before posting the results on her OnlyFans page. The polls could cover anything from what she should have for lunch, to whether she should gamble all of her earnings at the casino. Subscribers can also suggest poll ideas. And, of course, while that's an intriguing social experiment, there's good reason uh, why sometimes you can't trust strangers. Uh, so she has a few guidelines in place. She says she would not accept the poll, which would put her in danger, harm someone, or be hateful, she explains. Uh, she says she has no regrets. She doesn't know yet where this experience will lead. She says she'll leave it up to the fans to choose the next polls, and that she's excited to see where it all goes. The poll online right now is whether she should give $100 to a fan. She says, I'm pretty sure I know which way that's going to go. Her subscribers are also able to message her directory, directly, and she said that this was a big motivation behind a concept, a mutual sharing of lives. She says, I know it's hard to really create meaningful relationships through social media. She does her best to communicate her energy and positivity uh, through the post. And even if it's not possible to uh, change how social media works, she can create her own uh, scale on an OnlyFans account where people really matter. And she added that some people can't understand, you know, why 
she's willing to create this community and she doesn't try to convince them. She says what really matters to me is that the subscribers of my account are happy, um, which is quite risky, I would say. So the question here is if you wanted to earn a side buck or two, would you be open to having strangers uh, pretty much dictate your lives or live for in exchange for money? Depends. I'm not mad at the idea. I mean, if you think about it, Twitch is basically that same way. You play a video game and, and you interact with chat and they either subscribe or um, use like bits or subscriptions or cheers or donations. And you tend to, per human nature, for thanking them and being grateful, you tend to interact with them more. You tend to look at them and go, say, thank you. Great to see that you're back in the stream or whatever. So they are still running your stream regardless of the fact that you're actually doing it. Control of your for lack of a better term, control of your life is kind of an illusion. Going to work. If if my boss says I have to be at work at 7.30 and I have to leave at 5.30 and I can't go past those parameters, they're basically telling me how my life has to be run for those hours for money. I know that's a weird conversation. <laughs> It almost sounded and like something strange. else, but I'm not going to go <laughs> It sounds yeah, strange, I know. But, I mean, in a, in a way, and I understand, what, I understand it's not exactly that, but in a way, that's what's happening. It just happens to be that a lot of people are her employers, and what they're asking her to do is a lot more risque than what my employer is asking me to do. I say more power to it, I but I say no. I, I say no, because here's the thing. I'm sorry, but I I don't trust anybody besides me <laughs> to dictate how my life. Think about that. They had her even break up with a boyfriend and quit her internship. If all that's gonna happen, there better be some major money. Like I think she's zero point four percent. She's she's got to be making some pretty good money off of this thing. It didn't say in the article how much she made. But I would think that she would be making some pretty good money, but that's still pretty risky because even after mm-hmm. the allurance of OnlyFans wears off, and it will, um, you know, that internship, you don't get opportunities like that again. And, you know, the boyfriend, how do you know that that wasn't the one? You know, here you got people who are don't really know what's going on making decisions for you. I would never trust anybody. The only thing that I would probably do uh, if, if I was her in, in terms of voting would pretty much be, I mean, if she did do photos, I'd be like, hey, what do you want to see me wear? This, this, or this. <laughs> mm-hmm. That pretty much would be the only thing you get to choose. I'm not going to put something that's out of my control that could effectively probably like control my life. Uh, no, sorry, no can do, <laughs> no can do, <laughs> no, <laughs> not going to happen. A little hollow notes there for you. I don't know. I guess um, I guess it's more along the lines of 
a lot of people run my life as it is, and I I look at the control that I have over my life, and you're right. There are some things, breaking up with a boyfriend and quitting your internship, that stuff is kind of – but she always has that right to say no and return the money and go home, you know? So there is still that control there. I don't know. So you say that there's a chance? No, not for me. God, no. <laughs> but more power to anybody that does do that. Like, bravo to you. I was, okay. I was just wondering. I, I was actually going to clarify that for all of you that was listening out there that thought that there was. So there's no, there's no chance. No chance, no. That, that's not going to happen. So sorry. Um, <laughs> but I can tell you uh, what is a chance of is that we'll be back on the other side of our retro <laughs> moment of the week um, so I think tonight it could be somewhere between two and three I'm at least knowing that there's two I got a pretty cool third one we'll save it for a little later but um, this one of course we go with the always fun commercials so we're definitely going to do that and then on the other side, we're going to talk a little bit about daylight saving time because um, there are some things amiss that you may not know and some debate. And then, like I said, tonight's potpourri night, so we're going to take a look at some stories that kind of don't fit the overall um, where they usually go. And then yay or nay, which should be a little bit of fun here tonight because there's a couple of stories in yay or nay Um yeah, I can't wait to find out what my wonderful friend thinks of it. So, Retro Moment of the Week is first, and then we will join you back in just a minute or two. But first, you're listening to Page One with Laura Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. With five different flavors, with extra flavor for the whole family and every stripe. Luscious lime stripe. Lipsmack and lemon stripe. Delicious orange stripe. Mixed fruit and cherry stripe. All for you in every pack of beach nut fruit stripe gum. By beach nut, by gum, by tea, by gum, by king, by gush. And there's extra flavor for the whole family in every scrumptious stripe. More flavors to choose, more flavors to choose. The flavors are slightly, the flavors stay slightly. By beach nut, by beach nut, by gum, by gum. Beach nut fruit stripe for the Put a quarter pounder together the way you like it. Thick and meaty. A big, juicy hamburger you can really sink your teeth into. Break away for the fans' favorite. We're cooking one just for you. Because you deserve a break today.
You're listening to Page One. Page One. With LaVar and Mary. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LaVar and Mary. And welcome back to page one with LeVar and Mary. None of us are Elon Musk, by the way. Did you see that this week no. on the <laughs> Did you see that this week on Twitter with Elon Musk? Where there were a few celebrities. What? I know Kathy Griffin was one. Uh and there were a, mm-hmm. uh, I think Valerie Bertinelli who had put their names as Elon Musk. And he didn't take too kindly to that. Uh, he he's leaving himself open. <laughs> This whole thing is hilarious to me because he's leaving himself open with his tweets. And people are pretty much he, – he reminds me of <laughs> – I don't know how to put it. He reminds me of that boss, like that person that you worked with that you didn't like and got promoted to being boss now and they're over everything. Mm-hmm. And all hell is broken loose. And they don't see it, and everybody else knows just how much that they kind of don't like you, but they don't get it yet. <laughs> That's how this situation is going this week. And I don't know whether to feel bad for them or to just and wonder what the end result of everything is going to be. It, it's it has been an interesting week, and because as much as he's touted free speech. Uh, the moment that people had kind of chided him and kind of did some things, all of a sudden for a little bit, it was not within the best interest of Twitter. <laughs> so, yeah, it it's not been a good week for him. And um, I I don't know where Twitter will be in the next year. But uh, and then they fired a bunch of people who were responsible pretty much for the security of Twitter. And then they had to save face and go back and we hire a few of them because they were like, oops, we don't have anybody here to pretty much work those jobs. <laughs> ah, God bless it, man. You got to love when people have money and do things and screw it up. But speaking of money, uh, unfortunately, none of us won the <laughs> Powerball. Um, so we're here. Even though I think if we went Powerball, we'd still be here. Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> we'd probably come like seven days a week then. We'd got nothing better to do. <laughs> we, we, we would turn this into a larger operation pretty much at that point. But, um, yeah, that was weird, too, because they couldn't immediately draw the numbers. Um, and you had to wait to the following morning. And when they were drawn, at first, the initial word was that no one had won. And so a lot of people were not too happy, but then came word that the one winning ticket was sold in California. That person has yet to step forward. Uh, That wasn't you. You didn't go to California to pick up a ticket, did you? So you said that you didn't announce it until the next day. 
Yeah, well, I mean, the number, was, the number wasn't drawn. No, they, it, the weird thing was that the numbers were supposed to be drawn. They didn't draw them at the time that it was supposed to. You had to wait until literally the following morning at t- around 1030 Central Time before they drew those numbers. Initially, within that first hour, came word that no one had won, and people thought that the jackpot was going to be a little bit higher, which they found that hard to believe. And then a short time after that came word that someone had won and the winning ticket was in California. So it was an odd 14-hour span in which the drawing was delayed. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what I was saying. No, it was not me, although I was teasing about that it could have possibly been me. Hey, I I don't know. You could be... I don't know. Could be sitting here with a winning ticket. Um, but yes, so that was that. And now back to normal. Um, it's just a paltry, what, 10 million bucks? <laughs> it's paltry. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, also this week, of course, we went back on our clocks. And there's been word about in articles written about possibly going through a permanent daylight saving time. Imagine having the light evening hours of summer all year round. Uh, This could be our reality if Congress passes the Sunshine Protection Act, making daylight saving time the new normal for all states, with the exception of Hawaii and certain parts of Arizona, where standard time is always observed. The bill was introduced by Senator Marco Rubio in 2021, as he believes that the act can, quote, reduce crime, encourage kids to play outside, and lower the risk of heart attacks and car accidents. Daylight saving time, of course, is when time jumps forward by an hour, and when we lose an hour of sleep temporarily, we gain an hour of sunlight until the fall, and recently we made the switch to standard time, meaning the time goes backwards by one hour. Um, The time went back, and we gained an hour of sleep but lost an hour of sunlight. And while permanent daylight saving time might sound like the perfect solution, the bill was stalled recently by the House of Representatives, and it was unanimously passed by the Senate in March. The opinions of sleep experts like Shelby Harris, who's a licensed clinical psychologist and director of sleep help at Sleepopolis, didn't know there was such a place, just might have had something <laughs> to do with the delay. She said that that idea is terrible for our bodies. Uh, here's why she and other sleep experts believe that implementing a change to permanent daylight saving time won't positively affect people like they think it should. Uh, while she does agree that it would stop making the switch, that we should stop making the switch every year, she thinks standard time should be the permanent choice. She says the reality is that standard time is much more in alignment with what our bodies should be doing. Our body's natural um, circadian clock for the majority of people is set along with standard time. It's more aligned with light coming out in the morning to set your body's uh, rhythm. And even though it's dark at night and in the winter for a long time, it should be dark before we go to bed. In sleep medicine, switching our clocks back and forth has always been something experts wanted to change. So going from standard time to uh, DST and vice versa has often led to major issues while people adjust to the change. Um, So they said that when the clocks move ahead an hour in the spring, research shows it's led to increases of car accidents, more workplace injuries, higher risk of heart attacks. Uh, three ways that DST could impact your sleep is less access to light in the morning, more difficulty waking up, 
and increased hyperstimulation for teens due to more light closer to bedtime. She says we really would prefer for our bodies for safety and just in general to stay in standard time from here on in. Uh, there's a lot of consequences that can happen from daylight saving time if it was permanent, especially in the winter. So, knowing all of that, um, are you a proponent of switching to standard or staying at daylight saving time? I really don't care which one they choose. I just don't want to keep going back and forth. I mean, if somebody said, you have to pick one, I would pick standard time just because it's standard. Um, I am an early bird, so I would rather have it be dark when I go to sleep, not, you know, feel sunshiny out. But, again, that's me. I'm an early bird. I don't care. If somebody says, you know what, we're doing it to us. Saving time, daylight saving time, and you're just going to have to get used to it. After a while, I'll get used to it. It'll be done. I'll work, I'll move on like a normal human being should and just be done with it. But, yes, I don't care. Pick one, anyone. So so pretty much in, in, in five seconds, I will tell you exactly what Mary just said. I'm here to tell you right now. We don't care. Let me tell, right, let me tell you. We don't care. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> tell me you do. Tell me you have a horse in this race. Uh, I actually like more sunlight in the evening, which is weird because I like the summer, the spring and summertime. Um, the darkness in the fall to me. It, where I kind of take umbrage with standard time or daylight saving time or what I take umbrage with the fall is that it's I worked a job where in the fall I got up in the morning, it was dark. By the time I got to my job, it was dark getting to sun, but I worked inside where there were no windows. The only time I would have seen any light is if I had stepped outside at some point, because when I got off at 5 or 6 o'clock, it was dark again. I went from dark to dark, never seeing sunlight that much. And I always looked forward to at least the spring and summer because it bought me another hour or two of daylight. And for those of us working stiffs who don't get a chance to really get outside much while we are working, think being out in the sun for an additional hour or two after work kind of is more stimulating than going home in the dark because you start in the dark and you finish in the dark. And it's kind of like, give me at least something that the people who are outside all day get a chance to see. So I would much rather kind of stay at the time where uh, I'd much rather probably um, the spring forward time with standard time. So, yeah. Um, I would much rather that. A daylight saving time, sorry. That would be daylight saving. But, yeah. So basically what you're saying is night owls would rather like daylight savings than the day owls or the morning. The early birds would like the uh, standard time. Probably. And like I said, here's the one thing, though. We're all going to go to bed anyway when it gets dark. 
I mean, because by the time we get to bed, probably at 8, 9 o'clock, the majority of some people, I know some people go to bed early if they are third shifters or late workers, but uh, the norm is you're up in the morning, you're going to bed at night. It's going to get dark anyway around 8, 9 o'clock. At that point, you're going to bed. So I don't see where that additional hour of daylight at 7, 8 o'clock is going to hurt you. As a matter of fact, I kind of would much rather there be an additional hour around the 5, 6 o'clock hour because for all the, the people who are not good drivers, I'd much rather if you're going to be in rush hour traffic, there'd be some light out there. <laughs> just saying. But that's just me. I don't know. I'd much rather. But I know you don't have any skin in the game, so that's <laughs> leave it at that. Yeah, I really don't. I go to um, work when it's dark. I come home when it's dark. I go to work when it's, you know, 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. and it's light out and leave when it's still light out during the summer. I've had both ways and don't care. Well, one thing that I know that we care about is what is trending on Twitter. And I will tell you uh, tonight that things that are trending, of course, is SmackDown. Um, also trending tonight is uh, uh, Mark Kelly, uh, Senator Mark Kelly of Arizona. Uh, according to the Associated Press, uh, about a half hour ago, uh, he has won um, his reelection after the votes have been counted. Um, So that puts the uh, Democrats back within one seat of retaining control of the Senate. And then also trending tonight is AEW Rampage. Uh, Nevada, as I kind of said at the top of the show, is trending as uh, it has been projected that Republican Sheriff Joe Lombardo will become Nevada's uh, defeating uh, Governor Sislak. Uh, that is trending as well tonight uh, with Nevada. And then also trending tonight, uh, Tom Izzo of Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State, and I'm not sure if you had a chance to see it earlier this evening, Michigan State played Gonzaga. I do believe it was on the USS Abraham Lincoln in San Diego. Uh, in the annual uh, Veterans Day game, they bought that back where they were playing on the aircraft carrier which is a cool sight to see. Uh, and a lot of people talking about how Michigan State's looking good this year with the lineup that they have. Um, so he is... As long as they don't get into any fights and tunnels, they'll be good. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, then, of course, um, we were uh, talking earlier about um, Batman, which had been trending throughout the day. Uh, so that was trending, and uh, because of the death of Kevin Conroy, that's trending online. Black Panther 2, which opened in theaters uh, last night, uh, that is trending online. A lot of good reviews for people who have gone out to see it. Um, so I have a very odd feeling that before the end of this weekend, it is probably going to get a lot of money at the box office. Um, but yeah, that is a few of the things that have been trending. Uh, online got some good news Uh, as part of our potpourri tonight the 
Hall of Fame class for this year's Toy Hall of Fame have been announced. The three toys that will be inducted this year, and I'm shocked that they weren't in before. I'm always surprised when I see these lists because I didn't think that that was something that would just be getting in now. But um, one thing that I remember fondly that I used to buy um, is going in He-Man figures, uh, Masters of the Universe figures, are going into the Toy Hall of Fame. Um, Woo! Also going in is Lightbright. That wasn't in? <laughs> no. And the Spinning Top. All three uh, are going into the National Toy Hall of Fame. Now, there were uh, nine other finalists uh, that didn't get enough votes from toy industry experts, historians, and the general public to make it. Those were Bingo, Briar Horses, Settlers of Catan, the Pinata, Phase 10 Toys, Pound Puppies, Racco, and the uh, Spirograph. Those still are not in the Toy Hall of Fame. <laughs> wow. I'm shocked that the Nerf toys aren't. Uh, phase 10, that's a newbie. I'm shocked that that's the. I wonder if uh, Yahtzee is in the Toy Hall of Fame. Pound Puppies, that's more of an 80s thing, so I'm shocked that that's finally just coming around now. Uh, but, no, He-Man figures. I'm so excited about that because I remember as a young lad, whenever I got my allowance. Your catalog and you got to pick out stuff for Christmas? No. Actually, here's the thing. When I got my allowance, there used to be near my house back in the day, there used to be a Toys R Us. And it was in this huge building, uh, which was right down the block from church. So if we were nearby and I would want to stop by, stop by and we would stop in. And this was back, um, you know, $5 would get you a Masters of the Universe figure, which I think was like three-something. Um, and I would go and I would get a Masters of the Universe figure. And for Christmas, usually I got a few more. And I remember the year that I got Castle Grayskull. And the next year for Christmas, I got Snake Mountain. So it was usually easy to, like, bet what I was probably going to get. But, yeah, I have, like, a lot of he I still have the original Ram Man figure here at the house somewhere um, from that era. I wonder how much that would bring. <laughs> <laughs> so I had Castle. Did I have Castle Grayskull? Yeah, that's the one with the um, the sorceress, right? Yeah, with the yeah, drawbridge that came down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was more into the sorceress just because she had, you know, pretty awesome outfit and wings. So yes. I, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't care about the castle as much as I cared about her. Do you know the three people who knew? Who were the three people that knew Prince Adam's secret? Okay, other than the sorceress, Orko. Are you count? You're not counting. Um, what's his name? The cat, the scaredy cat. No, nope, not counting him. Okay, man at arms. Yep. Sorceress and Orko. Yep. Our friends, the sorceress, 
Men at Arms in Orco. Yes. <laughs> Not Cringer. And I loved Orco. I, yeah, there you go. There you go. Battle Cat is what I was thinking of, but I couldn't remember <laughs> yeah. the, his other one. Um, but, yeah, he knew too. I mean, obviously, right? Um, but Orco was one of my faves. Sorceress and Orco were my faves because Sorceress could handle all the, all the magic and stuff. Orco really was a, like the buffoon, which I still loved. Um, but even with that, it was like, dude, he's a, <laughs> he's just, a, he's, a, he's a poncho with a hat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, what, for she it was, oh God, I'm going to get this so wrong. Um, It was who were the people that do her secret? I know Cowl was one of them. And Cowl, yeah. Uh, yeah, Cowl <laughs> was basically Orco. Yeah, but better. Uh, who? And then there was the chick. <laughs> you should know this. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I should know this, but I don't remember. I don't know because I've been bad. I haven't watched it in like I don't know six months. Oh no! I put you on the the spot. Oh! <laughs> uh, you should have put me on the spot because I would have been like, ah, I don't remember. I just remember Ed Cow because it just sounded like at the end she's like Ed Cow. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of almost disappointing. It was like Ed Cow. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm trying to figure out now, and that's going to bother me. And see, I can see them. I just can't remember names, but I'm also horrible with names, so we're going to go with that. I'm going to continue with that. Yes, Princess Adora. Yeah, that's all I remember when I recall. <laughs> yep. Um, but uh, in the interest of time, I'm going to say that I'm actually going to um, skip a couple of uh, the potpourri stories tonight. Um, I will leave the other potpourri story up to you. Are you interested in knowing which song just hit 2 billion views on YouTube? Are you interested in knowing how Raising Cane's can't sell chicken fingers in one location? Or are you interested in knowing uh, the new social media platform, which is becoming the most popular platform? Yes to all three. Why? Oh, <laughs> Can't give me all those tags, and I expect me to choose. What are you? I promise you will bring bring back the other two that you didn't choose next week. Oh, all right. Tell me why Raising Cane's can't sell chicken because that's all they sell. Yes, this got interesting. This comes from Eater Chicago because uh, Raising Cane's. Uh, the Louisiana-based chicken figure came with a devoted fan base known as Caniacs, is learning that all, that all, well, they're learning that not all that's foul is fair, at least in Hobart, Indiana, which is about an hour's drive east of Chicago. The fast-growing brand popular with LSU students planned a new restaurant with a double drive through an outdoor patio in the crossings of the Hobart Shopping Center off of US-30. They filed a lawsuit against the mall and property owner alleging that the defendants duped the famously chicken-eccentric company into signing a 15-year lease by failing to disclose that a former owner had granted fast-food giant McDonald's 
exclusive rights to sell chicken products in the location, according to the Times of Northwest Indiana. The previous restaurant at the site, TGI Fridays, apparently abided by the agreement with a menu devoid of chicken fingers. The agreement between McDonald's and the mall would seemingly freeze out Friday's signature whiskey-glazed sesame chicken strips from the menu. Lease negotiations between Raising Cane's and the shopping center began in March of 2021, and the chicken finger uh, chain maintains that they were misled. Beyond beverages, the only non-chicken items on their menu that they can sell are waffle fries, coleslaw, Texas toast, and cane sauce. Despite knowing that the entire business model of Raising Cane's is premised on the side of chicken fingers, the defendant specifically represented to Raising Cane's that there were no exclusivity rights that would conflict with Raising Cane's ability to operate its restaurant, the attorneys allege in the filing. Defendants even went so far as to uh, sell Raising Cane's the exclusive right to sell deboned chicken products at the shopping center, all while knowing McDonald's had already been sold that right. The time reports that the non-compete clause, something that's common as uh, shopping centers and other developments, only came up when McDonald's refused to grant the crossings a waiver that would allow Raising Cane's to sell chicken fingers. Attorneys representing the crossings of Hobart and the property group successfully fought to have the case move to Collins County, Texas, where it is under consideration by the district court. In the lawsuit, they asked the court to void the lease and force the defendants to repay millions of dollars incurred by development costs and lost profits. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. So raising canes can't even sell chicken. That's can't the only thing chicken. on the menu. That's the only thing on the menu. Oh my God! Cold frog <laughs> T-shirts. That's all they can sell. What the heck? Oh my God! Imagine going into raising canes and not getting a Kadiak combo. We can give you the waffle fries. Oh God, no. We give it a no, sauce. That's a big fat ten. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> big fat N O. So yes. Um that is what happened. <laughs> um, real quick, we're gonna get the yay or nay here, but this week and once again I will say that I got screwed. Uh, people about its sexiest man alive, Chris Evans was announced Monday yes. night on Stephen Colbert's late night show. Evan I would have that man's babies in a heartbeat. <laughs> Evans, who for nearly a decade has played Captain America in Marvel's superhero films, takes the baton from another Avenger, Paul Rudd. He said that my mom will be so happy. Uh, he told the magazine for its cover story. She's proud of everything I do, but this is something that she can really brag about. Um, but Here's the thing. From what I was reading, a lot of people were not happy with this pick. <laughs> Why not? I, I, I'm just telling you from what I read. I think I already know your answer, but yay or nay, are you sold on Chris Evans being named people's sexual Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not mad at Paul Rudd at all. Like, bravo. He was, he's a sexy man, too. He's married, but I would absolutely have his baby. Yeah, no. Chris, I know you're single. If you need somebody just a tad bit older, give me a buzz. (laughs) 
Oh. He's sexy. I don't get how how can people be upset? Meh. Meh. That's America's ass right there. You're gonna be in so That's so in the movie. You're gonna be in so much trouble after the show. <laughs> I don't even care. I don't even care. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on before I get you in any more trouble. <laughs> I don't even care. Bring um, So, if you love Eggo waffles as next to the next as much as the next person, and even even more, uh, imagine if you will, Kellogg's is partnering with Tennessee's Sugarlands Distilling Company to make an Eggo branded eggnog liqueur. In its marketing materials, Eggo claims the brand collaboration came because parents say that they like to enjoy their waffles during their evening me time after the kids have been put to bed. The liqueur, Kellogg's reasons, will give grown-ups a unique way to let go of the holiday stress this season. Ego fandom aside, the Ego Pantalone, of course, was enough to get me to want to try the eggnog, but the recipe itself is a slight tweak from Sugarland's existing Appalachian Sipping Cream, which the distillery says has been enhanced with hints of cinnamon and nutmeg to make it festive for the holidays. Uh, the 40-proof rum-based beverage definitely smells quite strong, as they say. Uh, and the cinnamon and nutmeg are prominent, according to reviews. And it's being marketed as an uh, Eggo product, <laughs> which I hope kids don't want. Um, the jar the liqueur comes in is an appealing bright yellow, like Eggo's packaging. Uh, yay or nay to Eggo sipping cream. Yeah, I'm down. I try that in a heartbeat. It's rum. Heck yeah. And I like eggnog. And I like Lego my egos. So, like, I've got all of those things are like, yes. <laughs> and uh, speaking of food, uh, one other thing that I will mention is that the good folks at uh, Bush, <laughs> God bless it, man, uh, so this is mostly by the way, and I'm going to say it, it's for dogs. But on top of their regular uh, hosting duties, dog owners have to worry about keeping Fido out of the kitchen on Thanksgiving. The smell of turkey in the oven is hard for pets to ignore, which is why they need a tasty distraction. As Nerdist is reporting, uh, there is a new turkey-flavored dog beer for Bush. It's a perfect treat to keep chow hounds occupied on a big day. Like other flavors of the beer company's dog brew line, this limited edition variety doesn't contain alcohol. Instead, it's made with turkey broth flavored uh, with vegetables, herbs, and spices that are safe for canine consumption. The drink is as nutritious as it is delicious. The recipe formulated to aid digestion. And if your dog struggles to eat solid foods, the liquid meal is a great way to add extra nutrients to the diet. The beverage comes in a can, uh, but your four-legged companion will likely appreciate it if you pour it in a bowl, in a bowl form. Uh, I was really hoping that that wasn't for human consumption. <laughs> but dog brew for dogs. Uh, yay or nay? Yes. My do- God rest their souls. If they haven't crossed the Rainbow Bridge and are hanging out in a field of whatever, both of my dogs love beer. Like regular old beer. So you break open a can of anything, my dogs would be all over that. So, yes, absolutely yes. <laughs> gotcha. Yes. So, with that, um, 
I will <laughs> I will definitely say that uh you know what? By the way, we, we got a few minutes. So I'm actually going to share at least one of those stories that we did not do. Uh, the song that soared to two million views on YouTube this week. Uh I'm gonna get the name wrong. It's been a while since I've had to remember it. But if you remember is it go Gautier or Godier? Somebody that I used to know. It marked a major milestone. <laughs> I'm gonna be so wrong. It's I'm gonna say Gai, <laughs> my Chicago accent. It has reached two billion views on YouTube. The 11 year old smash hit music video, somebody that I used to know, um, which also featured New Zealand art pop artist Kimbra, um, has hit a milestone. Uh, the song topped the Billboard 100 for eight consecutive weeks from April to June 2012. Went on to win Grammys for Record of the Year. Uh, but can you believe that that song? I, I would have thought of more that would have hit two million views on YouTube. Um, that one, two million views, if you believe that. So, yes. Um, that's, with that. No, I believe it. I mean, that's uh, it's an, a 10-year-old song, so... You know, even even then, I think most people usually forget about songs after about a year or two. You know, usually. Uh, Yeah, depending. Unless you have something like the YouTube Rewind that made Baby come back. (laughs) Right, but of course, we all know which one is probably going to get a lot of views, and that's going to be Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You," because we are headed into the holiday season, so. But I'll stop short and say that the old clock in the wall is telling us that we're just about out of time. Uh, any more shout-outs this week for you? Uh, the big one, I mean, there's a couple of, there's a lot of birthdays today. So happy birthday to everybody that has a birthday today, especially, specifically, my mama. She's put up with me for as long as I've been alive. So bravo to you to making it to today. And that's someone special for uh, Mr. LeVar. But other than that, no, I, I think that's all I've got, or just all the birthdays this weekend. Awesome. Yes, happy birthday to all of you for celebrating a birthday. And, of course, uh, once again, uh, happy Veterans Day to all of our veterans. Thank you for your service. Uh, and with that, that will bring this show to a close for this week. For Mary Amovar, thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next Friday night. And before I forget, and before I, I totally, it totally slipped my mind, brand new 411 Lounge coming up Sunday night, December 4th, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central. My guest will be Subgirl0831, probably one of the more in the last year or so, more popular people on Twitter. I do believe she's hit close to like a half million followers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is insane. We'll talk about that. I'm pretty sure there will be way more by the time we get to December 4th. But I'm excited. I had a chance to talk with her, uh, and we'll be talking about a few things that are coming up with her, uh, especially going into 2023. And as we start to wind down the year, which is hard to believe, but Sunday night, December 4th, mark your calendars. Uh, Subgirl0831 will be my guest. But in the meantime, you know Mary and I are always here every Friday night. Uh, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 9 o'clock Central. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great week, a safe week. We'll see you back here next Friday night. Thanks for listening.
Bye. Bob Barker reminding you to help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. Thanks for listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary BDW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus